All right, let's start the fucking show. Here we are at the Speed Crazy Mansion, episode three. So, we're going to have a guest today, but maybe we'll talk a little news first. Real quick, uh, Gypsy Run is back. Anyone who's ever been on that, it doesn't really require too much of an explanation. But if you haven't, it's three days of riding and camping and partying. And true fun. Going, going, going. Going, going, going. You know, it's it's an early morning kickstands up. You ride all Friday, party Saturday, and then you're on your way home on Sunday. The fellows over at Kickstart are kicking it into high gear September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Buell is also back. Buell. Um, they got some you know, nice-looking bikes coming out. Now, do you know off the top of your head when they went out and came back? Because they're coming back now, but like they were here for a while. My buddy loved their bike that they had. Oh, well, Buell's had a couple of different comebacks. Okay. They were acquired by Harley-Davidson, and then Harley pulled the plug on it around 2008, and then, okay. you know, Eric Buell, the FXR guy, right. the guy most famous for, for designing the FXR, and then later the Dyna, went off on his own thing and did Eric Buell Racing, and then that didn't go so well, and then that went out of business, so now they're back. I don't have a lot of details, obviously, because I'm not a journalist, but Eric Buell is a huge name in not only American sport bike racing, mm-hmm. but the world of performance. Harley's, the FXRs, right. the holy grail yeah. of canyon carving, Swiss Army knife, go anywhere, do anything, Harley Davidson's. Right. Eric Buell, on the third day, gave us the FXR, and then Harley <laughs> turned it into the Dyna. Right. Not as good as an FXR, but still pretty good. Yeah. So, like Bill had mentioned, we have my buddy uh, Arturo in the house. Nice. Let's give a little quick sum up of who Arturo is to you and how he came into this situation. So Arturo, many of you may know that I periodically bring him up from time to time. He's one of my yes. closest riding buddies. We've gone on a ton of adventures. And when I go out riding with Arturo, I plan to go out for the day. I make no other plans. He's like, oh, you want to ride on Sunday? You want to ride on Saturday? Yeah. Right. The answer is always yes. And I, ne- I never ask him where we're going because I don't care because I know it's going to be awesome. Right. So here he is, the myth, the legend, Arturo. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Well. First of all, man, thank you for having me here. Um, well, thank you for coming, man. It's always a pleasure to see you and, you know, hang out with you and just talk bikes, life, adventure. I mean, we've, we've done so many shit. So where do you want to go? You want a free former? Do you want to, you know, formal interview it? I got some interview questions. I say we do it all, man. Let's, let's roll. Like, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're a craftsman, too, right? Like, you, he's talked about you build all the crazy bikes and you, you got a killer <laughs> chopper. Why don't you, like, talk about that? Or? Um, uh, well... I am a body man by trade, a collision repair technician. Okay. I fix cars. Awesome. And um, as far as like the motorcycle building, I'm not a builder. I'm more of a, you know, I customize stuff. You know, I, I change things around. Right. But I'm not a bike builder. My friend Sultan is the the, the builder, like, builder. Yeah, he's right. he's the builder. He's he's the the guy with the knowledge and you know more advanced skills. Right. That's cool. But That's um, what are you on right now? What are you riding? I'm running a Dyna. I got a, I, I got a 2002 Dyna. It's actually my first bike. 
but it's got a lot of work done to it mostly you know uh it sultan did all the work i just maintain it i keep right. it as nice as i can and uh it's rolling right that's so, awesome no yeah so arturo's bike i refer to as the anti-dyna because what people expect when you oh you know my buddy's got a dyna they expect you know the tall t-bar club bike thing and arturo's style kind of has like a, a little bit of like a lead sled kind of vibe to it it's completely shave no tail light no turn signals you got some like funky beach bar thing going yeah, on yeah, like yeah. really wide bars and i don't know the bike the bike just cooks it's what it's literally my favorite wow. dyna now being that we actually don't have video for everyone to see this <laughs> do you have something on your phone that i can see yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah dude yeah. you gotta see this bike that'd be cool do you want to tell people what your instagram is oh Are you yeah, cool with that? yeah 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 I'm, I'm cool with that my uh my instagram name is chamanismo it's uh it's it's like a derivative of chaman you know, medicine man. Okay, healer. right on, right on. Uh, it's just the thing I used. You know, my grandfather was a was a healer, a shaman, and uh, nice. I, I just kind of like. How would you spell that? How do you spell it? Chamanismo, C H A M A N I S M O, chamanismo. And that's on Instagram. That's on so Instagram. people can go check it out. Now you got yeah, pi- yeah, you, you got can... pictures of your bike up there, and I, I got some pictures of the bike. Uh, when I go ride with Mark, I pull out the phone and. Take right. videos and pictures. And oh, stuff cool, like that. cool. Yeah. So you do have riding stuff on, a lot of riding oh, stuff. Oh, dude, on he's it. he's got tons of stuff, tons of videos. I really want to like explore some of your history and, like you said, your uh, you know your grandfather was, was a village shaman. I mean, that's like really that's cool. that's huge. Yeah. So you know, if we could talk about some of that stuff, and then we're gonna get into like some, you know, actual structured questions. Just just start talking, and we'll. Yeah. Uh, I can talk about the bike. Uh, yeah, talk about yeah. the bike. Yeah, like I said, it's my first bike. Uh, I started riding maybe like five years ago. Okay. And uh, I had no idea what I was going to start with, first of all. Right. And thanks to my buddy, Sultan, who was like, yo, dude, I got this bike. Right. And if you want it, I'll help you build it. So I was like, dude. Oh, so, I- so he had it, but it wasn't finished yet. No, he had it as a project bike for himself. Okay. And then he got discouraged. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember exactly why, but he's like, I want to sell it. Okay. If you want to buy it. I'll sell it to you for as much as I bought it. I'm not going to, like, crank up the price. Yo, his buddy Sultan has had a couple of dope Dinas. Right. But, like, Arturo's Dina is by far Sultan's best build. Wow. As far as I'm concerned. He's he's had a couple of them. Yeah, I I agree. I agree because, uh, I mean, he says it all the time, too. I mean, I think think it took us, like, two years to... to Oh, really? Yeah. Now, am I messed up? I thought Paul Cox painted it? or No, uh, Pradke. Oh, Pradke painted. Uh, Robert oh, Pradke, this, yeah. this this awesome artist up in Connecticut. And Sultan has brought maybe 10 bikes up there for him to paint. So, you know, he knows the guy. Yeah. And um, and when we were doing my bike, you know, that's the paint job. You know, he, he's like, yo, I want this flames to be like this, you know, lay him out this way. And the yeah. only guy that I trust to do it that way is Robert Pradke. Wow. So he brings it up there. And, man, the guy went out of his way. He just laid him out. Awesome. Like, you legitimately have a show bike. You're like, you're riding around a show. That's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, he no, showed me on, on his phone. Yeah, so everyone go check out his Instagram because his bike is gorgeous. I, the I flames a, are ridiculous. I got the best Arturo story ever. Uh-oh. Are you so, ready for the best story oh, about shit. you? Be- best story ever. <laughs> All right. I'm right? So every year I go into into the city when they still had it. It was called the Brooklyn Invitational. Right. And I, it used to be like you'd have Indian Larry's block party, and then you'd have the Brooklyn Invitational. So one year I take pictures of every dyno. Because I, I'm a, I'm a Dyna guy, so right. I love Dynas. I take a picture of every Dyna FXR I see, mm-hmm. and I see literally the Undyna. Like everyone is, you know, aggro, tall T bar, fairing bags, right. the whole deal. 
and I see, you know, flames and beach bars. I'm like, dude, this thing is outstanding. <laughs> so I don't know this dude at this point. Oh, okay, cool, nice. I've never met him, mm-hmm. right? So fast forward, like, I forgot we met at some chopper show or some something. We just we just became friends, like almost in- instantaneously. Hmm. And so the first time I go to ride with this guy, he rolls in on on the anti dyna Right. And I was like, no fucking way. That's so weird. So you like have pictures of his bike. Dude, I have on pictures of his bike. Before five, you even met him. Five full years before I met him. That's kind of like like he hit on your chick a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, then you pull up on it. And he's like, damn. Well, no, what was even weirder is I showed him pictures of his own bike in oh. my phone. Are you kidding? That really happened? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, That's awesome. we, we clicked right away. I mean, he, his personality, you know, yeah. he, he's very like, you know, like he just comes forward yeah, and he's got this cool vibe where he's just like, yo, dude, you ride? He's like, all right. And I'm, tr- I'm planning this trip. And he was telling me about um, he was going to do a Diablo run. Right. And right away, he's like, yo, you want to do it with me? Yeah. And I was like, I just met this guy. <laughs> he wants to go. To, he wants to go south of the border with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. I, he's asked me, too. I couldn't get there's, away from there, work. There's very few people, like, in regards to El Diablo run. Right. I was fortunate enough to be able to do it twice. I don't know if I could do it a third time because the first time, everything aligned right. I was right. in a position where the company I worked for at the time owed me. Like, I hadn't taken vacations in years. Right, yeah. They owed me. And they're like, dude, use them or lose them. Right. All right, good. I'm going to use them. And I need two consecutive weeks back to back. And I wound up staying out for 15 or almost 16 days. And they were like, all right, cool. We're, yeah. we're down with it. I'm like, all right, great. I'm, I'm going. Bye. Have you done anything like that? Have you done it? You didn't do the old No, run? no, I oh, have okay. not. I have right. not. I haven't been able. It's, it's, it's always um, something financial or just, you know. That much time. Yeah. That's well, what it was. That's the challenge. Like, like, for all intents and purposes, this is a travel show. Right. But, you know, we're not cable television stars. We don't have a massive show budget where our job is going on adventures. Yeah. So what we try to do is like everyone else wish it to existence mm-hmm. well yeah exa- <laughs> that's, what we're doing. That, that's exactly what we do right. <laughs> and the kind of the mo here is man we could do one mammoth trip a year and it doesn't even have to be a far flung distance hmm. if we could bump out for four or five days and just crush it or even me and bill talked about this and i've talked about it with you shipping and flying because is it way cooler to crush it like easy rider across the country yeah. sure Right. But anybody who's got responsibilities, house, job, you got to be somewhere on Monday. Right. You know, you don't want to be all, you know, blasted out. We were talking about a couple of national parks that you wanted to go to. Yeah, I was, I, you know, I love national parks. And um, I've seen a lot of the national parks out west, but I haven't been to the closest one to here, which is in Maine, Acadia. And uh, I believe it's like a 10-hour ride, yeah. which wow. would make perfect sense to just do a motorcycle trip. I think the three of us could crush it out in eight. Yeah, like the way the three of us ride, I, we could totally crush it out in eight. But the thing about that is that there are some stretches of road that I like to explore. Right. Which would be cool because I not I, I to heard, rush. I, I, right. Yeah, I heard you like say that on the first podcast, on the first yeah. episode, about how you like to stop and kind of like explore a little bit. Yeah. And I identify myself with that. You know. Cool. Because you know. Um, and Mark, we've done this. We've done this where we ride and then we eat breakfast at a, you know, like a very like local. Yeah, right. dude, that, that, those street. are the best things. And just you know, you talk to people and it's like it's. Dude, it's, what about the time? Do you remember when we when we we were fucking Scooby doing it at a St. Paul's Abbey, like the abandoned reform school? Mm-hmm. And where, where the hell was that? Was that well Newton? Well, first we rode that morning to uh, to New Hope. 
right? And we had we had breakfast. We were, we were walking around, and um, it's it, New Hope. For for those of you who haven't been there, it's, it's like this ride. like old vintage um, town. Like town, yeah. yeah. It, it's really relaxed, really cool. Bunch of people walking on Main Street. So we were we were there, and then we're like, where are we going now? And so it was just right up north, and I think it's twelve, it's um, or thirty two. And Some, we, yeah, something oh, yeah, like route, that. Route 32. Yeah, yeah, and we just rode up north, and we had, like, no destination. And then we stopped, and you brought up the, the name of that place. This is hilarious. So how about this? So we're sitting in front of, like, a, like a stained glass shop or some kind of sculpture. At least a salt fine art. Mm-hmm. Come through the windows in New Hope. I turned to Arturo. I'm like, yo, man, you want to go see, to like, a, like, an abandoned reform school? And he's like, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I'm way into that, like, urban explorer kind of stuff. Yeah. So now and from New Hope, how far away is that? You guys are like, all right, let's shoot up to somewhere? Or was it like right there in town? No, well, it was, it was on the way. It, dude, no, it was like well, 40 minutes? Well, right. I, think, I think I was leading the ride, and uh, I, looked at, I looked up the directions on my phone, and I was like, okay, follow me. I, nice. I tried to memorize the, the routes. And then somewhere on that, I got, you know, I totally got lost, but I didn't say nothing. I, I, I wouldn't call it lost. <laughs> he, he, he just kept following me, and I right. just kept going. I'm like, okay, eventually I'll come, you know, you know, I'll find my way. Right. Well, our dynamic when we ride together, mm-hmm. I'm with this dude, so I don't give a shit. Where yeah, we, where I'm kind of the up. same we're, way. We're gonna, whoever's leading. Wherever it's going to be is cool, and I love when he leads. You know, anyone who's been out on, on the Midnight Mission Run, I know we're going off on a little tangent. I have the entire turn by turn, like, memorized. It's really super stressful for me, and I'm looking at my rear view, making sure, like, you know, the 50 or 60 guys and gals are still behind me. So when I go out on for a day ride, I hate to lead. Yeah. I hate it. And I was like, oh, you, you want to lead? And he's like, sure. I'm like, yes. I would actually hate it if he's like, nah, maybe you should lead today. Oh, because I'm I'm like total shit, man. Like, I'm all GPSed. You know, I have to really know everything, like, off the top of the cuff. And he's like a compass. Right. And he just sets it. And, yeah, we get lost. But, like, we never get like, oh, my God, we're lost. You know, this sucks. It's like, wow, that was super awesome. I wish we could have wrote that down so we could do this again. (laughs) Right, but that's the beauty of that, too. So now, okay, so you get to this place. You're up to Newton somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we we stop somewhere along the road, and um, and I and I told Mark, I'm like, um, I think we're going in the right direction, but <laughs> we're gonna have to keep stopping, and I'm gonna have to keep looking at my phone. Okay. So why don't you take it over from here? Because he's got the the, the the GPS. Yeah, I got right. I got the handlebar mounted nice. GPS. Yeah. And, and, um, and and then so he, he he looks it up, and he starts leading. I start following. And he takes us through the back roads, and there's like cornfields, and there's like there's like this massive stretches of field with like just like dirt or sand. Right. And we're like, yo, this is fucking cool as hell. The the back roads that he took us on is it, it was cool as shit. Yeah, I do that a lot with my chick. She'll be the one with the phone behind me, and she'll take off. You know, t- no tolls, no highways, and we'll just we went actually went to New Hope that way from my place, and you go through a lot of cool ass mm-hmm. like farmland mm-hmm. and. Well, I when you take it. off highways and toll roads, not a plug for Apple again, but um, <laughs> the, but they can send us anything the, they want. The GPS you, is Apple. hot fire, bro. Really hot fire. Like when you take out toll roads and highways, it gives you all like the corkscrewy, crazy roads, and I'm mm. like, yeah. I wonder why they don't have hasn't anyone done like a motorcycle trip. Like, that should be, like, something in your phone that you could get, like, on your GPS. Like, I'm taking a motorcycle. I want a view or, like, scenic route that's, like, killer well, bike stuff. To speak directly to that, I've tried literally every single motorcycle app. And oh, so they do exist. I don't even know uh, they exist. They're they all do. terrible. I believe it. By far the worst is is one called Rever. Oh, my goodness. Don't sue me, please. Yeah. Your app is fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, well. The Harley-Davidson Ride Planner app 
is actually one of the better ones until that failed so spectacularly. I don't know if they've updated it or improved it. I won't take another chance on it. I tried it twice. Wow. A buddy of mine was actually on the software design team for Harley's Ride Planner, and he's right. like, dude, please, you know, can you help me beta test this thing? I was like, fucking hot damn, you know, whatever. Like, anything for you and anything for the mothership. I think it's better just to do the Arturo way and just yeah, no, get the, lost and well, then find your that's way back. Why, that's you know why I mean? always refer to Arturo as the yeah. ace navigator. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm going somewhere cool if I'm riding with this dude. Yeah. So, And he's my favorite dude to ride with. No We're, offense to you, Bill. Love, love you, but... We, our, have, our, we, we have fun. Yeah, no, no, we, do, we definitely do. So I'm going to ask you some, some structured questions because i want to like try my journalism chops out here trying to be as professional as we can where were you on the night of sorry Sorry. (laughs) that's another show (laughs) if i have a if i if he says a question and then i have an an, an added question i'm just going to jump in yeah just jump in cool cool so it's it's kind of structured unstructured so these are kind of corny what's your favorite color yeah i know exactly um (laughs) sorry all right so you talked about being in the auto body trade. So what inspires you to want to customize cars or repair cars or work on a customized motorcycles? And what inspires you to get out of bed and, and go back to the grind every day? Because what you do is not easy in any stretch of the means. Wow. And you make it look easy. Um, I always wanted to work with my hands. I think the early like car shows on TV, you know, like um, was probably like Jesse James and right. you know, just Discovery, some just some History dudes, Channel shows. yeah, some some yeah, dudes yeah, yeah. making shit and getting their hands dirty, and I liked that, so I was like, yo, that's the kind of shit I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I started at the bottom and I worked my way up, and um, I enjoy it. I mean, it's the bottom line. I, I I like going to work. I like, you know, just taking a task and say, you know, cut this car apart. And weld it back together. Right. Did you did you ever go to school for it, or you just started in the? You got you lucky enough to get a job. Started at the bottom and just worked. I up? started at the bottom, worked my way up. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's how I did it. Awesome. And you've been at the same shop, or you've been moving around? Uh, I, I've I've moved around. Maybe this is like the fourth shop now. I've been working here for a little bit over three years. Oh, cool. It's pretty solid. Nice. Pretty solid. Nice. Yeah, dude, I'm always blown away because, like, to gearheads, like, anybody else, like, you know, seeing, like, the quarter panel of, like, a, a Mercedes Benz just sheared right the fuck off. Right. And So that's, what, like, newer cars? Newer cars. Okay, cool. So a couple times he's posted pictures of some cars he's working on. Like, a day or two later, I'll call him up and be like, dude, can you please tell me how the fuck you did that? Because <laughs> I saw it on, uh, on social media where, like, you know, there was one car in particular where it had, like, all the CAN bus wiring running through the quarter panel. And, and there was like there was like epoxy involved and welding and all this shit. And this car looked fucking decimated. And when he was done with it, you, you never would have knew this car was in a wreck. Hmm, and great. I was just blown. And so I had to call him up. I'm like, dude, please tell me how you did this. <laughs> He's like a car magician. Yeah. He's well, like, ding. Well, with a lot of new, with a lot of newer cars, are they even like metal anymore? Like most of them are like. Like he said, epoxies. Like you do have to like epoxy panels yeah, on now. Yeah. It's not like. In, in fact, there's. Uh, I think they're going away from welding. Uh, right. I've I've done a couple BMWs and Mercedes, um, aluminum body or even steel body. They're rivet bonded, so they're you hold together two panels with rivets and glue. That's crazy sound. And um and then you do body work on you know with the, with the part where you section them right. and um you know it's it's off to paint. Right now, is that like a. Not like I don't want to say bondo, but is it like a bondo that you do, or you do fiberglass, or it's bondo. It's uh, right. it, it's just regular. I, I well, I call it regular bondo. It, like for example, BMW has like their specific bondo okay. they want you to use and so stuff. Each like brand that. has it, their at own. At the end of the day, it's it, that's it's what it, it's just bondo. It. It's bondo and it's glue underneath it. I got gotcha. That's all it is. Yeah, that's cool. It's interesting. Do you ever get any old cars in or anything like where you're doing all old metal work or not as much as you'd like or? Um, I I would like to get more into that. Um. 
I I during the pandemic I um I actually went to work at one of the other locations for this company that right. I work for and um and the manager has a '69 Firebird Ooh. and because work was slow he's like yo dude you know come in and work on my car. That's awesome. No, so that is pretty awesome. That's awesome. So I was like all right all right all right um and you know what sometimes I find it more challenging to work on those older cars because again i'm not very knowledgeable about older cars yeah and um it's it's exciting at the same time because it's like yo i'm working on 69 firebird yeah fuck yeah that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty cool that your boss picked you you know what i mean yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool must say something about your talent you know what i mean i take that as you know that's a huge pat on the back oh yeah totally totally that's awesome so i wish somebody trusted me with their shit (laughs) right that's crazy No, that's, that's cool. Oh, shit. So, who are some of your favorite bike builders, and what's your favorite bike? Oh, wow. Any year, money's no object. Ooh. Um, I love Harley Davidson's. My favorite stance would be probably like, you know, a slap size shovel head on a rigid frame. Hmm. That's where I see myself obtaining in, in the, the future. future that's right. kind of like the bike I want. He keeps hmm. threatening to sell his Dyna and buy a slap size <laughs> shovel, and I keep begging him not to. Right. And I go, dude. Keep your Dyna and buy a slab side shovel. Anybody that rides or is considered serious riders, most guys own more than one bike. Right. I would love to know, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping yeah. around. No, no, no. What do you think you could get for you? Honestly, when you got, when you guys see his bike on Instagram, it's a show bike. What do you think you could get for something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I had this one chick offer offer me uh, twenty grand for it. No, yeah, stop. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> wow. I was I was saying wow. I, I was thinking high tens, maybe fifteen tops. Dude, she, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's twenty G. She she kept checking it out and she was like all over it, and she goes up to me and she's like, she's like, dude, she's like. If you if you were selling your bike, would you sell it to me? I'll give you twenty grand. Wow. And I, and, and I was I was taken aback. So I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's like, a lot of money, man. Okay. That's hard to, <laughs> that you didn't let it go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Nice. If someone offered me twenty G's yeah. for my bike, I think I'd have to. On the uh, wrong week, I might let that thing go. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I need food, I'm getting that bike's going. Yeah, but that's a great. And to be honest, if I had thought that she was serious, I think I would have taken the offer. Oh, okay. But something told me that you know. No, Maybe she's, she's just joking. Yeah, she's just joking. No, she probably stop. just wanted to get to know who you were. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> she's hitting on you a little bit. Okay, so so we're gonna get we're gonna get a little uh, a little cerebral and a little personal. So, what is your biggest fear? Anything? What? Oh my what, goodness! What keeps you up at night? Oh shit! <laughs> I, ne- I, I, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Biggest fear? I don't know. Not doing the shit I like enjoy doing. There's so much shit I want to do, and. Not going forward to doing it, I guess that's that that makes me afraid of like, you know, just right. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. want to be idle, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. be like in one spot. Right. Do you feel like you're idle? Sometimes, yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. All the time, I feel like I should yeah. be doing so much more. Yeah, I know? feel like I should be, you know, all over. Right. But I mean, you do are doing. I mean, you do little trips for yourself. You're hiking. Oh yeah, yeah. You're I, I, definitely I, into nature. That's yeah, freaking awesome. I, I gotta get away just to like. So then, what's the big one you're looking forward to do that you haven't done yet? That you're like, I want to do this. Because you're just saying, I, I want to keep moving forward. What are you going for? What do you Dude, think? I want to do a motorcycle trip all the way down to Oaxaca, Mexico. Right. Like what he no, did. No, that'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. Across yeah. the whole country. And yeah. Just take... it, Oaxaca is like all the way down south. That's oh. that's where I was born. Wow. And I want to go there because I haven't been there in 26 years. 26 Damn. years. And you're... And I love to just make it my like, hey, I'm going back. But on a motorcycle. That'd be awesome. How long do you think that would take you? 
because you're obviously you're saying I want to stop. Play. Yeah. I would be the same way. I would want to take two months off. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, just like stop places, mm. hang out for a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. It's too much. As long as it, as it took, I, <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I, I wish, you know, that wasn't an obstacle. And I Dude, just... I got to tell you, man, I love Mexico. Right. I never stopped talking about like ancient cultures and archaeology. Mm -hmm. And Mexico has such deep-rooted culture i'm terrible like i like i don't speak the language i'm like right. i'm essentially helpless and when i go down there like i love the music and you know literally i i only know how to order coffee and tecate and that's it yeah if i'm left to my own devices to survive in my, I'll, I'll be dead so right. but like the people i've met either the locals or even people i've traveled to mexico with man they, they're always so super kind to me and like i'm very taken care of when i go to mexico everyone's like you'll die <laughs> you know what i mean like i have relatives that are that are from mexico man and they're like you are you sure you're gonna go to mexico alone and i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> well like so you left at what 12 13 is that what you're saying i was i was nine you were nine, nine. i was nine. you came here with your whole family or how i came here with an aunt okay yeah i came here with an aunt when i was nine years old and I haven't been, I haven't been back since, but um, I'm looking forward to going in the near future. Yeah, near future. Yeah, in the near future. Now, mother, father, everyone's still out there, or different no, type of story. No, all or? my family lives here. Oh, they're here. Yeah, yeah we're, we've settled here. Oh, okay. You know, we're, we're, this this is this is home. Hmm. I'm yeah. wondering if uh, the the family would want to do that trip with you. You know, anybody. You must know about your home. You remember it a little bit, right? I, I remember a lot of it. Yeah. I just uh, whenever people ask me about like. If I know Mexico, I tell them, you know, I don't know Mexico because I remember this sort of like small town village right. in Oaxaca, Mexico. But I don't know Oaxaca. I mean, Oaxaca is a big state. Right. And then yeah. there's 31 more states in Mexico. And I, yeah. I don't know any of it. So That's crazy. So going back, you know, one day it's I want I want to get to know it. I want to I want to explore it. You yeah. know, I think, awesome. I, you know, and I know the United States so much more than I know Mexico. Right. Yeah. I can see that, that you want to go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is home. Yeah, but, yeah. But I that's, know. that's, you there's going to be like Whoa. that one yeah. thing that you remember, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you know, when you go back somewhere? Yeah. Like, I used to always go to my grandma's house or whatever. She's been passed. We haven't gone there forever. At work, I'm going through Westfield, and all of a sudden I see this little spot. I'm like, I remember hanging out at that park with my grandma. Like, that type of thing is going to happen when you get back there. That's going to be pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, you know? I, 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 I suspect that I will not recognize it though because i mean 26 years it's a long time yeah that's that's, that's a, a long, long time, time ago you know you know i'm probably gonna be like yo that shit wasn't here before or, oh know, yeah oh yeah all the new stuff yeah, that's probably yeah. there well dude you you've spent so much more of your life here in the states than you have in mexico so like yeah. you mm -hmm. know you have very little like frame of re like i moved across town and i barely remember that the, the town i live in you know what i mean <laughs> that's true and you so, went across the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's freaking yeah, cool. Yeah, across the continent. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. What yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. What do you think that'd cost you? Like, you're going to save up and take a two weeks off, or you, you're not that far into it yet? Mm, I think I want to get out of debt first, and yeah. then that'll, like, yeah. that'll yeah. help me save. Figure no, out what you're doing. Yeah. Man, I still can't believe someone offered you 20 grand for your bike, and you didn't take it. That's awesome. Well, hey, Once you see his bike, you'll realize yeah, you'll, why, you'll why he didn't get why, why you passed on 20 grand. Yeah. Okay, so we've uh, we've discussed uh, traveling across the country. If you had twelve hours to plan a road trip, where would you go and what would you pack? Just a uh, tent on the back of the CC bar, and I would go to uh, Acadia in Maine. Oh, nice! Yeah, literally anywhere. Acadia, yeah. that's where you go. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Yeah, that's your next one. Is what yep. you're All right, and that's I'll doable. We can, we can, it's we can, doable. We can do it's that. It's totally doable. 
Okay. Uh, and you're saying how many hours? That? You just said it, but I'm gonna I, I think it was like a 10-hour drive. 10 hours. Maybe nine and a half, All 10 right. hours. So you're 10 hours in the saddle. Are you wind in the hair or tunes in the ears? Do you listen to music when you ride? I haven't tried it really. Uh, nice. So I, then, no. You you just. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I I've I've always just. I've I, done both. For the longest time, I was wearing this stupid little freaking helmet, because I don't know. In my head, I have it that I want to be bare bones. You know, no yep. distractions, no nothing. And right. I mean, music's not a distraction. It it's you know it gets you in the zone. Yeah, but, yeah. But I want it to be like raw, and I, so and so that's why I don't put anything. You know, inside my helmet. Right. You know. That's me now. I, I used to do it on long rides. Like I'll put my headphones in, and now I don't. I guess I'm the odd man out. I yeah. literally, as soon as I pull out of my driveway, music's got to be blaring. Yeah. GPS going. Yeah. You know, if I'm going someplace I don't know how to get to. You know yeah. what it is, too? It's like uh, if you're driving around here in the city, you want to be aware of everything. Yeah. And I feel like I need to listen to, yeah. to, to every car around yeah. me, yep. to my motorcycle, what it's doing. And then, you know, and then once you get on the back roads, you just kind of like daydream. You just right. kind of like get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like say like the weird Vermont trip I used to do. If we're going through little spots, it's a group of like 10 guys or something like that. I'll have my headphones in if, if we're doing three hours or something like that. But I'm just listening to whatever and just cruising. And then there's other times where I'll just turn, turn it off and just be like listening to your head and figuring out your life in yeah, your yeah, head. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's weird. I'm glad you do that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I guess I'm the only one. Well, music is so ingrained. That also in, in might, might be why you want to be like 100 miles an hour, just banging miles. You know, like <laughs> you take them off, you might be like, "Hey, let's look around a little bit." <laughs> you know, once you turn Motorhead off a little bit, you actually oh, you, you yeah, hear yeah, some exactly. shit. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I was going to ask Arturo this the follow up question, but he doesn't listen to music when he rides. So, I found the only music you you can really listen to. You can't listen to anything fast. Hmm. The the fastest thing I listen to because will be Iron Maiden because the the beat of the motor actually will phase cancel fast music out. So Slayer, Lamb of God, you can't even hear the drums because hmm. the motor revs at almost the same BPM as the drums. So huh. all you hear is guitars and an engine. Wow. I and, never even noticed that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, 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 You're crazy. Yeah. So I have to listen to like Creedence Clearwater Revival, Led Zeppelin, like classic rock, like right. ACDC, like ACDC is like, Great motorcycle music. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you ever have a song in your head without having headphones on? Like, mm. so when you're riding your bike, is there a song that you, like, this is like, get your motor running. <laughs> does, that, like, does that ever pop into your head for like a second? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't remember. But, uh, I mean, all this like rock and roll music is ingrained in my head. Right. You know, it's, 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 and it's a lot of times it's whatever I'm listening at home before I leave for a motorcycle ride right. that just stays there right. and it just, it just repeats, you know? Yeah. And so that's also, I think why music, I, I don't need it because it's, it just, it's already it's there. just in there. Yeah, yeah. Just that's in cool. There. That's cool. I can agree with that too. I'll sing to myself. From time to time before I get on my motorcycle, I'll put on, uh, you know who Katrina and the waves are? No. Oh but my God! Sing a little song and maybe I do. I'm walking on sunshine. Okay. Yes, we all know that song. Wow. <laughs> right. And don't it feel good? Hey, all right now. Yep. I got it. I yeah, got it. Yep. Katrina and the waves, walking on sunshine. That's a great one. Which is like the, the that's the, like the what, walking out to your bike. You know totally. I mean? Yep. <laughs> garage is going up. Yep. And Sunny it's, day. It's Seventy degrees. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna crush it for the day. Katrina and the waves is, nice. is, is what I put on. It's a good one. Sweet. Um. <laughs> Do you have a personal philosophy? And if so, what words of wisdom would you pass on to another rider? Oof. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. 
Um, I actually got this quote that I want to like write down somewhere on the bike, and it's just it just says, "Today is a good day to die." <laughs> nice man, that's good. Uh, yeah. Well, every day is a good day to die. Any, but every let, time you're getting on a death machine, it's, right. it's a little... Because well, anything real. can go wrong at any second. You oh, know absolutely. What I mean? Let's be real for a second. No, I won't. I will not be real. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> go ahead. Um, Sorry. We engage in, in, in a very dangerous sport, and there are a few things as dangerous as riding a motorcycle, and you have to be cognizant and realistic to the fact that you might be throwing your leg over the bike for the last time every time you go out on the road. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guys that are ready to face that. And, and um, I don't know. My riding experience, and I'm sure yours and also yours, is is, is made of close calls, man. I'm, I'm just always like, man, I got to pull over and just like, you know, reevaluate a few things before I, before I get back on the bike again. Right. I feel like there's a lot of riders out there. Yeah. But a, a lot of younger riders probably don't think of what you just said. Like, you know, like, we could die. You yeah. could die. Yeah. Because like, when you're young, when I was 21, you, I thought I could do freaking anything, dude. I could bounce off the walls. I would jump off shit. I thought I was the shit. And then, like, <laughs> after one point, like 30-something... I think I flipped the truck and lost a license. I started thinking to myself, I could actually fucking die right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You start realizing maybe I should slow down a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's, it, you almost have to put it on a scale and then, you know, wait it out. Be like, is it worth it? Do I really love this like, yeah. that much for me to risk everything? Have you had a big fear riding? Uh, a couple of times, a couple of times. Some of them, it's just out of my own distraction too. Right. It's just, it, you know, you start daydreaming and then you're like, you know? Yeah. I said, um, good. Yeah, but it, other times, I think we all like to blame other drivers, mm -hmm. their distractions. Yeah. And it's true. People are distracted on the road, you know. Yeah. But um, a lot of times, it's it's us, the ones that don't pay attention. Right. You know, so I always say this, you know, I'm responsible for myself, but I'm also responsible for, like, the next five cars around me. Right. Because I got to be aware where th what they're yeah. doing in order for me to avoid it. I do the same thing, man. See, this this is new for me because I I always think he's got his shit hammered down tight. Well, he does, and, and I'm that, the, and I'm sense. the guy that's just like, doo -doo -doo. I didn't know you daydream when you ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm dude, I'm riding like tire to tire with this motherfucker, and we're doing like 85 on the freeway, mm. and and I'm thinking because I. In my head, I just picture you as like a dude that just got his shit together, and I'm the fuck up, and I'm following you, and I'm like, you know, I'm in good shape if I'm behind this dude because he's got his shit, and he's like, doo -doo -doo, doo -doo -doo. he's he's off in space somewhere, just like, so it's like two missiles going down the road. Yeah, right. Um, but he's saying he pays attention as best he can. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what we all do, I think. You know, but in the beginning, so like you learned to ride on that bike. Before I got on that bike. My friend had this Yamaha Virajo just like sitting in the garage. Right. And I told him, you know, I'm like, dude, uh, I'll fix the rims on your car if you let me ride that bike. Just let me have it. I, I need to have it for a couple of weeks. And so what I did is he let me borrow his bike, mm -hmm. which he didn't use. It was just right. sitting there. I cleaned up the carburetor, put it back together, started running. So I was running up and down for literally for like two weeks. And then I went and I picked up my bike and my friend Sultan's. I was scared to shit because I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I just spent two years and a shitload of money to put in this bike together. If I fucking drop it, you know, I, I was, yeah. my mindset was like, if I want to drop it, I'll fucking fall under the bike. Like I'll cushion <laughs> the bike just oh. so that the bike doesn't get fucked. Wow. And, um, but it went great, man. I, it, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I hadn't even realized, dude, he rides like he's been riding forever. Right. When I ride with him, I always feel like I suck. I taught myself to ride on the same stupid dyna I've had for a decade. I right. learned on it. Yeah. 
And, you know, just to, just to give you an idea of how, like, mental I am, I bought the bike. I put about 300 miles on it around town. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my brother's like, come to Vegas. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I remember you telling that story. Yeah, like, so man. You, it, 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 three, what is it, a month, a month you had the bike or something you just said? Yeah, less than a month. Less than a month, and then yeah. you're going across the country. That's a dope. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. That's how you're going to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no. Well, I, I couldn't ride when I left, but I could totally ride when I got back. <laughs> And that's yeah. the thing. You only get better with like yeah. just riding through like old conditions and stuff. Yeah. You know, you you don't want to just ride when it's sunny out. You want to ride just whenever. Yeah. No. It's like, oh man, I think there's there's a storm coming, but if I'm lucky, I can get two hours of riding, right. and then you're gone, and then you know, the next thing you know, it's like psh, it's raining. Yeah, you're caught. And, yep. and your bike breaks down because the water got into the filter and shit yeah. like that. You know. Well, prepping for EDR, man. Do you remember when you first got your bike, and you remember it was like an overcast day, and I'm like, Bill, we gotta go. Yeah, let's go right now. So me and Bill literally went out in a torrential rainstorm. Oh, that, was rode for for an hour. that was for gypsy. That was for no, 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 dude. That was before that. Really? Yeah, we went out. I don't. You probably don't remember this. I'm but, really not good at remembering things. So Bill had just gotten his Dyna, <laughs> and you know, so I call him. I'm like, Yo, you want to go out riding for the day? He's like, I don't know. It's gonna rain. I'm like, Dude. I said. He's like, Well, it's a fifty percent chance. I said, Yeah, dude. I'll take those odds. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. It won't rain. Of course, it totally rained. Fifty percent. It pissed on us for over an hour and. Bill wasn't like, oh, let's go home. Bill's like, yeah, let's keep riding until it stops raining because it's supposed to stop raining. Hmm. We went out at noon and it was supposed to re- stop raining at like 2.30 or 3 in the afternoon. And literally, it rained on dude, <laughs> like that kind of rain. <laughs> and we kept riding. I'm surprised you don't remember this because it was dude. it was stupid. It was like the dumbest thing we, we'd ever done together. I've been in the rain so many times. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is this the first time? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first times. And because um, I was telling you, I was like, yeah, man, I got I to get more foul weather riding because I'm going <laughs> to California. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I need to be able to to ride in really harsh weather. So I've been taking my bike out and just... You, like, off. test yourself. Yeah. You like, yeah. I just go for it, you know? Did I ever talk about how I prime myself for extreme weather, right? When it's 30 degrees out, I'll uh-huh. go grab my bike and, and go out for an hour and a half with no jacket on. That's when stupid. When it's 30. Totally stupid. <laughs> but you want to know why I do that? Because when you're layered up and, you know, you're you're in the Colorado Rockies... Like, you can't put more clothes on because you don't fucking have them. So you, so you need to be able to, like, test your, your strength and your, and your mantle as a, as a human being. And, I, dude, I've ridden, and it's been, like, 10 degrees, literal 10 degrees, and the entire highway is covered in ice. Oof. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I, like if, if you've been I to... Pussy, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do, do that either, man. That guy's crazy. But, yeah, dude, I, I have some pictures where, like, literally... The gas station is in the Rockies. My bike is parked next to clouds because that's how high the elevation is. Wow. Ridiculous. I don't recommend riding in the Colorado Rockies to anyone unless unless it's summer. Right. Like May. Yeah. That can even happen up in Pennsylvania or upstate New York. You're up in oh, the yeah, mountains. Absolutely. In the morning, it's like 35 degrees. And oh, then, yeah. And later in the day, it's 80. But don't want to leave at 6 in the morning. You know, like, Give yourself that little bit of time so it warms up a little bit. Sometimes you, you just got to beat feet, yeah. man. And when it's when it's really when there's like frost. Right. And the dumbest thing that I've ever done. Well, not one. There's many dumb things I've done. But the, one of the dumbest things I've done is uh, I want to be like fancy. So I got fancy grips mm-hmm. that are that like are all like aluminum, like like uh, the grips themselves. They're they're, they're made by uh, I think the Roland Sands. Oh, OK. So they're aesthetically beautiful. They're beautiful, spendy grips. But what happens is they're wrapped in Renthal rubber. They got a nice tactile feel to them. But when you're riding in sub-zero weather, the aluminum, it's like a heat sink, and it sucks all the, uh, 
the heat out of your fists. And it's just like you got frozen claws and you're just like, you know, chattering and holding on for dear life. So as much as I love these, I'm going to build like another bike and put these grips on the other bike. And I got to get like some kind of like more kind of like not metal infused grip that something that doesn't suck all your heat out of your hands. Because, you know, having two popsicles instead of hands is just not good. That's what happens to me almost every time now. Like I have Raynarn. Did you ever hear that? Or Raynarn syndrome? No, what is that? It's when the blood starts to come out of your hands. And like I have pictures. I, I don't have them right now to show you. My hands go white like all the way to here. It looks like a line. You can go look it up yeah. on, on, the, on your phone. Syndrome. Raynard syndrome. Raynard syndrome. Is that what they call it? I had a yeah. girlfriend that had that. And she was always like, why, do you know why my hands yeah. turn like this? And I was like. Was she either out in the cold or vibration can do it? Yeah. So having my bars at 14, that's just like right about here. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's 65 degrees out, my hands will start being like they feel like they're cold. It's the worst. That's why I bought those gloves that yeah. you suggested. Yeah. And then I never, I don't even know where they are right now. I think I lost them, but I did use them like <laughs> twice. But, but I don't know, man. It sucks when it's getting cold and getting old. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, how about how about the other day, man? Like, you know, it started to rain a little bit. It was warm, nice rain. Like, we're, we're, we're getting into the... What I feel is going to be the tail end of the winter. Yes. It's going to start being time to get in the garage and start dumping oil and checking tires and doing... You know, I know we yeah. talked about maintenance last episode. But it's always but there. We always got to do maintenance. Yeah. I always want to remind everybody that, you know, maintenance is super important. So oil, tire pressure, tread depth, and start planning your next big adventure. Yeah. And that's uh, that's my MO, you know, yeah. just kind of always thinking about the next thing we're going to do. Yeah. So what do you got? Well... Me, I'm, I'm going to go over a few things on my bike. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a long ride, come back, and I'm going to dump all the fluids. That's the way I do it every year. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Do you do. you like riding alone a lot, or do you like riding with guys? I've done most of my riding alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm it's, kind of the same way, too. Like, it, it used to be more guys, and then it was... You know what it is, too? Because sometimes you don't want to plan a ride. You just... Yeah. It's just... It's so hard You sometimes. just need it, and you just... Or, or you, you shoot a text to your buddy, and he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll meet you in 40 minutes. It's like, oh, I, I want to leave right fucking now, yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you feel guilty because all your friends are yeah. like, oh, you went out, man. Yeah. Why didn't you call me? It's yeah. like, oh, because I'd have to wait two hours for you. That's why, <laughs> I, didn't, that's why I didn't call you. But it's, that's not being selfish. That's you enjoying your freaking life and having to do what you got to do. Well, know? I have a longstanding policy Uh-oh. Um, that anyone that literally rolls up to the Speed Crazy Mansion, if I'm in my garage next to my bike, like, I could be mowing my lawn. If you roll up and be like, yo, you want to go ride? I'll literally push the mower back in the shed, right. half mowed lawn, and I've done it a million times, half mowed lawn. It'll take me 15, maybe 20 minutes to get ready, and right. I'm on it. If you roll up to my house and go, what are you doing? Riding. Let's go. Right, right now. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I feel like we can get more out of you. You're a shaman. Let's hear some of that. I mean, right here. I know it's, yeah, not no, so I, much, I, it's not so much motorcycle, but you seem real spiritual. And like, I think you get in your head a little bit when you're riding. I do get like, in my head a lot. Let's hear about some of like some stuff you grew up with or what like a shaman. I mean, that's like a, he's like the healer of, of the village. Yeah, of the dude. village. Right. I well, mean, there was a lot of mysticism where I grew up. OK. And Can we uh, talk a little even bit though I was it? only nine years old, like, uh, you know, I saw a lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I said, my grandfather was a healer. Yeah. He, um, we grew up very poor, mm-hmm. so, he, you know, it was up to him to provide. And he did it through, he was the town's barber, the town's butcher, he was a right. carpenter, he did everything. But the mysticism that I loved as a kid was just watching him, you know, watch the people come to the house and, right. you know, they had aches or, or, you know, they were ill somehow. And he'd, like, put on this whole ritual and 
and fix them up, ah, you know. That's cool. So that stuff like that, you know, it, it stays with me somehow. And then um, just, you know, through my journey, I, I always go back to that. And in my head, I'm always, you know. Right. Well, it seems like you're a guy that, like, you pretty much think you can do anything, right? Like, you'll figure it out. Like, you have very confidence in yourself and what you can do, right? Like, Yeah, I think like, so. I think so. I mean, you, you, you're remembering, oh, i got to take a turn at this road and do all that sort of thing. And you, when you get lost, you're like, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll get there. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, you do all your planning, but then if it doesn't go as you plan it, just, you know, accept it and, yeah. and kind of, like, write it out. Because that's life in general, yeah, too. Like, yeah, you, you, how, you can't plan life. Yeah, you know? yeah and, and it's like, you know, you're going to get thrown curveballs. And it's like, it's, Always. it's all you, yeah. how you transcend that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Anytime I'm on my bike and I don't have to be a specific place at a specific time or specific date, I don't give a fuck where I wind up. Right. You know, just as long as, like, I'm not down some, like, gravel pit road and stuck no. at the bottom of a ravine somewhere, I'm good. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, with, like, riding, like, I'm like that. But, like, yet, with life, though. You know what I mean? I get a little freaked out sometimes, yeah. like where it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, I planned to be this guy. I did this job for this mm -hmm. long, and those things didn't work out. So now you change gears, you go left, and you see what happens. Like it's difficult sometimes. Yeah. I think as I get a little older, I'm like a little scared to go left sometimes, and I don't want to be scared to go left. I just want to go and say fuck it. You know what I mean? Pull the fucking throttle and go. Yeah. But, well, dude, it's tough. There's a whole structure involved with living in modern western society it's like you know you own a home you own a car you have obligations you know to your family to your job to right. you know, the tax man whoever you have to grind it mm -hmm. so that you can live up to the things that you not only promised yourself but you promised you know your spouse your family girlfriend whoever whoever your your loved ones are you know like i'm very fortunate in the respect that i saw what was coming down the lane over a decade ago and I go, man, this is going to go in a bad way. Like, you know, like in, during the first economic downturn, I was like, man, you know, this is fucking scary. Hmm. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to live a very frugal lifestyle and I'm going to figure out what's really important to me. And I was like, you know, what's really important to me, like my family and animals and my community and motorcycling and art and culture and spirituality. I wouldn't call myself like a religious person. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely spiritual, man. Like, I've seen some stuff and experienced some stuff out in the desert mm -hmm. that you would not believe. I'm the same way. Yeah. And I always kind of, like, think of, like, I'm a little bit, like, <laughs> it's going to sound silly, but, like, like kind of like Jim Morrison in the desert, you know? No, dude, that's not silly yeah, at all. That's not silly at all. We yeah. all know that reference. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Riders on the storm. Totally riders on the storm, <laughs> yep. I always felt like that song was, like, a metaphor for life, man. Like, you're just trying to, like, exactly. weather the storm. Because it's not going to be like a smooth, placid lake, man. It's going right. to be a fucking shit show. And you know, like it's what's scary is like you get used to, like you're in your com you're in your comfort zone, and then something changes. And when you're young, it's like, all right, flip the truck, things got fucked up, moving left. Now it's like, I, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that house. I don't want, I can't miss this payment, you, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I don't want to be an adult, god damn it, is pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, dude, you, you nobody does. Free. Nobody yeah. does. Yeah. And, you I know, I, I've always had like a, a, a pretty tumultuous... Um, and strained relationship with my father and not to get all like Sigmund Freud and shit, uh -oh. but I never really, you know, understood my dad until I had to do some like adulting, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're responsible for shit. I, and I don't have any kids. I have dogs. Right. And dogs are like kids on autopilot. They're like two idiot toddlers that wreck all my shit. Right. But there's not too much that can go wrong with dogs. And I'm, I'm amazed that I came out the other end of childhood like 
like so well adjusted. Like I'm, you know. I think, I think it's funny that you think you're well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> no, that's well, you, you know, I set the bar very low. Okay, all right. You know, now, now I see where you're at. Not a serial killer is like. There you go. You know what I mean? So go. like, I'm not a felon. Yeah. Haven't you, killed you know, anybody I don't, yet. I, I don't have a yeah yeah exactly. I don't have a drug problem. Right. You know, so I'm pretty like not to get too far into it, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I've become the all my friends are dead guy. Like right. a lot of my friends have you yeah. know had died of substance abuse, alcoholism, drug dependency, whatever. And I'm not that guy, man. Like, I'm fucking crazy, but, like, I'm not... I don't like the, the feeling of being out of control. Right. So, like, I never really, like, got really heavy into booze or drugs. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a psychonaut. So, a psychonaut. a psychonaut is a person that indulges in uh, psychotropics, like, you know, mushrooms. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah, totally. Well, I'm into that, too. I yeah, yeah. That. So, you're a psychonaut. Okay, I didn't know that. Now I know a new yeah, phrase. Yeah. I need a shirt that says a that. psychonaut. Yeah. Psychonaut. Are you, um, are you a psychonaut? I am. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Oh, We're all going to get t-shirts. <laughs> Big mushroom. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we talked about this Speed before. crazy and, psychonaut. And not to, uh, that's a that's a good shirt. Not to foreshadow too forward, but I want to do an episode. You know, if you're tuning into episode three, you've probably noticed that all of the episodes have some kind of funny name or some kind of stuff. So we're actually going to do a show called The Mushroom Trip. So we're oh. going to take a road trip. Okay. And then we're going to camp somewhere and do mushrooms. <laughs> you into that? I'm into that. I know you are. I'm yeah. asking if Tara was into it. No, yeah. Tara was into it. Yeah, I'll do it. I feel like there's only a handful of guys that can do this. First hmm. off, there's only a handful of guys that can do the road trip in general. Right. And then I feel like we need, I know I would need some kind of babysitter to make sure I don't like go off the fucking rails. So someone's got to not now, be fucked Now you're up. freaking me out. <laughs> I get funnier. And I don't, I don't stop laughing. Like when I get, it's hard weird. to get you to stop talking. I can't imagine yeah. you stop laughing. Oh my god, it's gonna be dude, epic. It's a lot of like crying oh and goodness. laughing. Oh my goodness, but not, but but like laugh. You know, you ever laugh so hard that you, that you start course, crying and then course. you can't stop crying. Yeah. Every uh, psilocybin experience I've had it's, it has been a lot of a lot of laughing till crying. Wow. I literally one time thought I would laugh myself to death. Wow. I thought I would go into cardiac arrest from laughter. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god, dude, that would be a way to go. T- talking about like, I'm sure people living, have done it. Laugh so hard, you have a heart attack or something, and then you're just like, you're off in fucking space somewhere, yeah. and then you know you're just out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy guys. I'm a, dude. I'm like a I'm like a road flare, dude. I, I I'm I'm not gonna burn long, but I am gonna burn fucking bright. That's for well, sure. <laughs> guy's nuts. Totally nuts. Well, what else we got to talk to you about? Yeah, I feel like you didn't talk enough. You gotta, you gotta. Well, I'm, dude. I'm, I, I, if there's I, things you well, want to get out, the, the, floor, the floor is yours, man. I, I'm, I'm like super quiet all the time, so it's like, you know, I, I was thinking, I'm like, they're gonna bring me on this uh, on the podcast, and like, I'm a quiet guy, as you know, that's just my personality. I, when I do shrooms, I, I get even quieter. I got, no, uh, yeah, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I would think I'm probably the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very quiet, and so I'm gonna I get all par- if I do shrooms with you guys, I'm gonna get all paranoid. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to bug me out. <laughs> gonna ruin my trip. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I want to chill out and be in my own head, you know, because it's scary enough in there. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know totally. I mean? All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, what so about DMT? Is anybody interested in DMT? Yes, I would love to do that. I'd too. love to try. It. I, yeah. I have a friend that lived in Thailand and Vietnam for some time, mm-hmm. and she was telling me about the DMT that she did right. over there and stuff, and she, her whole experience and everything. Oh, and this was happening on a on a, on a, on a hiking trail that we did in in New York. Stop. And, um, and, 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 and she's like, oh, she's like, she's like, I did DMT. I'm going to tell you about it. 
and and she's like, it'd be great if we could smoke some weed right now. And I was like, I got some weed in the, you know right. in my backpack. Let's smoke some weed. So then she's you know we're stoned and she's telling me this whole experience and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And she, every little detail was just like, what the fuck? How do you remember every like everything? She's like, I wrote everything down. Wow. And that's how I remember it. Right. Because supposedly it, you like you forget it, right? I think that's what they say. Like it's like a dream. It, well, like, it's supposedly because it only lasts for like five or six minutes. Yeah. Right? But it's it's an experience that alters your life. Yeah, and at the moment you don't know that it's only six minutes went by. Yeah, you it feels think, like it could be a year. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, as soon as I came out of it, I was like, I gotta write this shit down. That's cool. Before I forget. Right. Well, what I plan on doing, like, like if or when we, we, you know, we do the quote unquote mushroom trip episode, I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna take a like a digital recorder mm-hmm. and duct tape it to a tree. So it can't accidentally be destroyed and write myself a note and put it in my pocket that I put the recorder in the tree. So I know the next day when I'm sober again that I, you know, can collect all this. But I don't, I'm not an expert on hallucinogenics by any stretch of the means. And I'm definitely not an expert in DMT. I've, I've never, I've never, ha- I've never experienced it. But people have told me that you can achieve the same effects through sleep deprivation, isolation, and fasting. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I, I read, had, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I've had, a DMT-like experience in the desert on one of my, my transcontinental uh, trips. Hmm. When I explain to people what I've experienced, the people that are into, the, into that lifestyle, they're like, oh, yeah, no, you totally released the DMT that's naturally occurring in your brain. You, ha- you literally had a DMT trip, only you created it in your own head because of the, the circumstances hmm. and, and the setting. And then other people are like, dude, you're crazy. You might right. want to get checked out by somebody. <laughs> hmm. Hey, you know. I haven't talked about it often. I definitely, I didn't think I would talk about it this early in the <laughs> series, but I literally looked into the face of God. Wow. Out in the desert. I'd been in isolation for almost 14 days, and the sun was literally beating down on me. Like, it, it had to be well over 100 degrees out. And, and, you know, when I'm on these road trips, I don't have time to stop. I'm not drinking enough water, so I'm dehydrated. I'm maybe eating an apple or two apples a day. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, your consciousness just detaches from your body and just floats away. I talked about this. Did did any of you guys hear me when I was a guest on the ritual podcast? No, no, no. You got to check that podcast out. Yeah. That, that, that lady, um, Jen, the biker sex, witch has a, has a, has a dope show. Uh, it's called the ritual lust radio podcast or something. I'm, I'm fucking the name up. She's going to kill me. She's a good friend of mine. I talked about it at length on her show, man. I was on another planet. Right. Let's just direct people to that. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you're interested and you feel like hearing me on another show, run my (laughs) mouth, go, uh, check out ritual lust radio on Spotify. Pretty dope show. And this chick, Jen, the biker sex, which is fucking wild nice later on in the series i'm gonna have her on the show again yeah uh, well well, actually for the first time i was on her show and i'm gonna have her on our show right and um she does this thing called 1k in a day i think all three of us could fucking crush a thousand miles in a day standing on our heads easy this sounds like a show man we covered a lot of ground as usual is there anything else you want to say because i feel like if we have guests we should be yeah no i've well, I wouldn't I, mean to cut you off if we did. I didn't mean oh, to. Oh no, do that no to you. dude, it's been great, man. It's been great. No, no, dude, he he. This is the most I've heard him talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ever since really? I know. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Because so. he makes it. Out, he makes it out like your best friends, you know. <laughs> no, no, dude, we're tight. We're no. tight. We're tight. We're tight. tight. We're tight. But you know what it is too. The thing about like 
writing, it's like you don't have to communicate. Exactly. You just, you know. Yeah, we, we have like a weird kind of telepathic mm-hmm. thing no, I going on. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Well, dude, I've, been on, I've gone out with him for the day, and we've spoken five words the entire – in an eight-hour day. Wow. Literally five words. Yeah. Like, you remember the time we went to – what was the show we went to? The, the one where – the in one Maryland? in Maryland. So we went to a chopper show. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you want to go to this chopper show? I'm like, you know the answer is yes. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, of course I want to go to a chopper show. Right. Oh, it's far away? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to go. What now, again, a trip like that, you're banging miles fast, oh, yeah. right? Crushing you're crushing it. You're, crushing. What it took us, yeah. like three and a half hours? Yeah, something. Well, dude, so, we were flying. So, and we started out, we, it was fucking freezing and it was foggy. So we, we had maybe five feet of visibility in front of the bikes and we were hauling ass. Well, the, yeah. the way I remember that is... Um, I was leading the right, and um, the traffic light. You know, I, I was just I was just kind of like 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 wishing I it was green so that I wouldn't have to stop. Right. Because it was like too close by the time I see the traffic light. So Uh-oh. it's like oh shit, you know. <laughs> I hope it's green and I can just keep going. Right. And it just kept going in my head. Should I should I just like like stop and like like wait till like the fog goes away? And I, and then I was like nah, I don't want to look like a fucking pussy. Let me just keep going. Let me just keep going. <laughs> And then, you know, we, we, we ride all the way down on Route 1 South. Yeah. And then we jump on the parkway, I think it was the mm-hmm. uh, 295. Something like that. Okay. I don't even know. Yeah. I was just following you. And, I, and I have I, no idea what the And I was on. just hoping that, okay, you know, we're going to get on the highway. We're, we're changing the direction. So, it you know, it should clear up. But for like the first 15 minutes, it was still fog. But now we're like really hammering. We're doing 75, 80. Right. And it's still foggy as shit. Uh. And... and we just kept going, and um, I think one of us needed gas, so that kind of like worked out because you know we took an exit, right. we filled up our tank, the fog kind of like cleared, cleared up a little bit, and yeah. then it was just oh clear. yeah, hammered down right. the whole yeah. rest of the way, uh-huh. and you know when I tell you like on this we were out, and then I think this that was the same no that wasn't the same day we we did the Scooby Doo thing. Uh, why do I want to know what the Scooby Doo thing is? No, we, well we we went to um to a an abandoned reform school. We talked about it earlier. Oh okay early, okay early yeah. that's what you mean by Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. No, so when, you went when, to find ghosts in a weird. I get well. Okay. Yeah, you know what now I, mean. I know the you know, you know how like like the um the Scooby Doo gang were always going like, hey gang, let's check out this abandoned something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I just didn't know what your reference was. Like, yeah. Scooby Doo. So whenever I talk about Scooby Dooing, it's like going to some like I cavern been doing crazy drugs, or like abandoned you know I mean? ghost town. Okay. All right. Oh, dude, I've been to so many ghost towns. And you call in, like, that no, Scooby Doing? Scooby Doing. Right, good, yeah. Good, no, I know. So whenever I talk about Scooby Doing, it's going to like some <laughs> abandoned place, like okay. like a go, like a literal fucking ghost town. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and there, dude, there's so many rad ghost towns in the Southwest. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I might have mentioned this before. I think in episode one or two, where you can't sometimes you can't tell the the meth houses from the ghost towns. Right. So you just got to be careful. You, know, you <laughs> see the meth zombies walking the curbs. You're just like, yeah, maybe I won't stop. <laughs> All right. So that chopper show was a three hour trip. <clears throat> yeah, more or less, and um, it was it was in the woods too, right? It was like it, it's a place called the Union Hotel. Okay, and it's like in this like very small, like you 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 start pulling up into it, and it's a small town. And then there's just like a road well, with like trees covering. Dude, like, we like, couldn't even find it. We passed it like three or four times. Yeah. And we're like, where the fuck is this place? And we <laughs> got there super early too. We got we <laughs> way too early, like got, hours and hours early. The, the lady was like, like blowing the leaves with the with the leaf blower. <laughs> the fucking leaf and she's blower. like, "Are you guys here for the show?" And we're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "You're too early. You might want to go get some breakfast first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool though. Yeah. So then so we now found you got to like, hang out in the town. Yeah. So yeah. Worked out. And we went all kind of. So we we met some dude that had like a like a dog. Oh boy! 
And man, I was enamored with this fucking dog. And he had a but, dog. But also, the dude was friendly as fuck. Oh, friendly as fuck. And he had yeah. a ra- yeah. dude. He had a rad chopper and shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. He's he like, had... yeah, I'm going to that show. Blah blah blah. I was like, all right, well, we'll see, see you there. Yeah. That's cool. and he, and he also told us about like you know taking this you know taking a certain road, and riding up for like thirty minutes, and then because we took a ride from there to Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he gave us directions and he's like, and then just come back, go to the show. I'll meet you guys there. We'll drink a beer together. You know, oh, nice. it was like it was cool like that. Yeah, no, he was cool. And, and That's he, the way it should be, dude. Yeah. He was, it, it, it looked the guy looked like he was out of, straight out of Deliverance, man. He had like no shirt on, like overalls and shit. And, That's and, awesome. So, did you see him at the show or no? No, no, we uh, totally did. Yeah, right. we saw him. Okay, we saw cool. Him. Yeah, yeah, no. Have a beer with him. He was too busy saying hello to everybody. And no, uh, no, yeah, and he, was, he, he was supposed to come back and then hang out with us. And I, I, I don't know. I think we were gonna ride together around. You know what it was originally? The plan was, oh, you know, we'll meet you at the show. We'll have some drinks, and then, right. you know, and then we'll go fucking blast around a little while. But like, not like get like twisted. Like right, have yeah. a, 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 a responsible grown-up beverage. Right. Make sure you're good to ride, and right. then I love that you're saying all that, yeah, so yeah. everyone knows that we no, no, yeah, are no, not no, crazy. No, no. Yeah, you ha- you, drunks you, yeah, that no, no. drink too much and do wheelies and burnouts. That's no, 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 that's none of that at all. We're very, we're very born. We've done too much of that. <clears throat> right. Okay. You know, yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, we're done with that phase of the <clears throat> life adventure. Gotcha. And I don't know. Me and Arturo, we we have this thing. We both know simultaneously when the other one is like, "Yeah, we should do something else." All right. And we've done this before. Like he'll give me a look, I'll give him a look, be like, "Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. This is boring." And so we did that at Strange Days, too, not to go off on a Strange Days tangent. Uh-huh. So we decided we're not going to wait for this dude. We're, you know, we're, we're going to take the information that he gave us, and we're going to go from there to Lancaster. So we went to, like, Maryland, then to Lancaster, then back to uh, East Brunswick. Jeez. And, um, and, and how many? What did, it, what did it take you? So you? I don't even know. A long time, but it, was, but, but it didn't <laughs> seem like a long time. Yeah, I think I got back home, like, around 4.35. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. But, dude, we left early. What, what are you talking like? Five, six, seven. No, Where I don't think it was that. I don't think you can. You even wake up that early? No. I want to say six, six thirty. Uh, was it really? How did you coax me out of my house at six thirty? He probably, you were probably up all night, because, you crazy bastard. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> all that fog, man, that that couldn't have been later on. No, yeah, it was really early. Okay. And like, I wasn't sure how long it was going to take us to get there. So, right. And I'm notoriously fifteen to twenty minutes late to everything. Right. Always, all the time. Doesn't matter what it is. Because I, I live such a fucking hectic lifestyle that, like, I'm always... I lead a reckless life. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. Sorry. Reck, reckless life. And <laughs> the phone's always ringing or emails or this or that. You know, I'm planning, like, motorcycle events. You know, I'm working on graphic right. art. Right. Whatever it is I'm working on, I'm always, like... Your brain's it, all over the place. Yeah, all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. So, I there's a couple of guys where I struggle to be on time. Because they're they're very punctual kind of dudes. Yeah. One of the reasons I love meeting Arturo at his house because he'll multitask. He'll be like, "Oh, this dude's fifteen minutes." He doesn't get mad. He just does shit. And I roll up to his house and he'd be like, "Yo, give me like ten minutes or whatever. I'm finishing up this thing," and I'm already late. So I don't give a fuck. I don't. Right. I got nowhere to be. You know. Right. And he'll finish up what he's got to do or whatever he's working on or whatever, and then he'll get on his bike, push his bike out, start up, and, and we're off. Right. And you now, know, is that it's like no that- bullshit. Is that like you're kind of fuck you to him? Like he shows up late and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. Bye. <laughs> you know I mean? No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Mark is always late. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always, always late. late. I'm yeah, never, I'm never, always late. Yeah. It's all right. I think the entire time I've known you, I've been, <laughs> dude, I've been to your, I got to your house on time one time, maybe twice. Oh, that's all. Yeah. Tops. Let's do better. Come on, you can do better. Holy, dude. As long I'm, as you don't care. I mean. How about this, dude? I'm late to my own events. I plan an event. I'm, I'm sure. Late. I'm sure you are. When we were, we, he we were setting up to do the first gypsy run with me. 
my first my bike's brand new so it's 2015 whatever one that was yeah it took him forever to get ready but he had every you know he had a list he had to get he had all the stuff he's like oh be out of here at 11 30 i don't think we got on the road till like 12 30 no but then again not. we rode through the rain on that one too it was late rain yep. got to the hotel and it was cool we had yeah. a, we had a killer time again you can't change that story it's great. no you definitely can't i like it that way so how, you want to keep going you should we wind down i feel like no, you, did you how about health you want to talk health. about your health? You My health? health? Uh, I'm thinking I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> you work out. You take care of yourself. You're eating uh, healthy or you're not I, that I, guy? I eat healthy, right? but I haven't been working out. And uh, I want to get back into it. because uh, I, Dude, me too. I want to get back into Shit. it. Shit. We have to. I was just talking about that. Mm. So so you have a workout regimen. Talk about that. Or you did. No. Uh, <laughs> see see what it was? Uh, I was always like very athletic, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I always worked out. Right. And then, um, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I just kind of like, ah. Right. Like, well, like, let me just chill. Let me just drink beer and eat more and whatever. And, um, and, but I have this also like, um, I can easily get back in shape. Right. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't want to like, you probably had cocky. muscle memory. You were probably yeah, like, but I, I, can, I, I quickly, yeah, stop. I, I quickly get <laughs> back into it. shape. And, um, and so I, I mean, I've been betting on that, that I'm just going to go back in the gym and, and you know, right. but that might not happen. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will, man. I'm sure it will. So. You'll get there. Are you eating? You don't eat as long as you don't eat McDonald's. Dude, I, I inflate like a party balloon. He's like, oh yeah, I put on a little weight. Yeah, sure, pal. So <laughs> well, I, I avoid the, the fast food. Me too. Yeah, I, no, I, me too. I don't I, eat any I fast food, it. but yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 like a slaw. I don't know. I'm I'm addicted to candy. I can't yeah. stop the candy. Cookies and candy, you say? Yeah, That's what you, yeah, you got to stop them, dude. Sugar is poison. Brother. I know it's oh, yeah. sugar, sugar, sugar is pretty is bad. I I drink coffee. I drink beer. I eat everything, right. but I just, you know, I stay away from the sugar and the fast food. Yeah. yeah. What about bread? You, you, you bread guy? I'm a bread guy. Yeah. 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 It's tough. I mean, bread, they say to stay away from it. I try to stay away from it, but bread is so fucking good. Yeah, it it's is. It's like, a, yeah, it I'm is. addicted to it. It is. There, there's, you know? there's this little Certain bakery. Italian, yeah. There's this little bakery in uh, Highland Park. It's Oof. only like 50 minutes from my house. And right now they're only selling bread on Saturdays and you have to order online. Stop. Oh, sure. But, That's probably so good. But it's so fucking good. It's like. Right. You know, and, and you got to get on there quick or when you go by it, it's like sold out. I have to mention DeMarco's right up the street because my buddy Nikki will make me DeMarco's bread. There's a place right up mm-hmm. the street here. If you haven't gone to this little. No, no I, I know DeMarco's oh my, very well. Their bread is fucking great. You, Yo, can put anything you know who surprisingly has awesome bread? Um, there, There's a coffee shop in the Highlands um, on Waterwitch Avenue called called the Waterwitch. Is this where you get your coffee too? Yes, this is where I get oh, my coffee. So it's like a bakery so, or a bread place. No, no. So it's a coffee shop, but the but the the woman who owns it, she you know she's a she's a an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. what I would consider like a, like a boss. She's just like that's good, tough as nails, nice. You know, smart as a whip. During the whole lockdown thing, she figured out that she could open back up and be an essential business if she started selling produce. Huh. So they sell like bread and soup and all this nice crazy stuff, and I don't know where she gets them from, but she gets the best fucking French baguettes, hmm. like, outstanding. So she's not making them; she's getting them from somewhere. But it's another bakery, probably. I, I don't know, huh. but but they make a lot of baked goods in there, oh, and cool. you know they got they got some super talented you know bakers in there. They got a soup lady. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she she looks. I'm a huge fan of soups. Good. Oh soup. my god, dude, they got the best soup over there. Really? Me too. Yeah, dude, I, I'm gonna take you guys over there. Yeah, hey, why don't we make that a trip? We're gonna do a coffee episode. Nice. I'm gonna have the owner of the uh, Waterwitch Coffee House on the show, Let's and we're gonna talk run. about coffee because I don't know how into coffee 
No, you're are, you're really I'm into really coffee. into coffee. I'm not really into coffee, but I'll drink some coffee with you. Well, no, no, I'm I'm like way into it, like where it's from. Yeah, you, you know, you're I, always like that. Yeah, you get, you get I want to know. He's gonna make us hate coffee. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, no, you like well, I'm and it, and then here's the thing, man. Like, you know, you can. It's like anything. It's like oil, gasoline additives, coffee. You know where where <laughs> where it comes from matters. Matters. Yeah how it's roasted matters Mm -hmm. and you know, different coffees and I'm no expert, right? Different coffees have a different flavor based on how they're roasted and where they come from. Mm -hmm. I like a lot of, uh, African coffees and, um, and a lot of coffee from Mexico, right? You know, it's delicious. Yeah. (laughs) This episode is all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, it is. I love it though. Like for me, this is what I want to do, man. Like, let's just, Bullshit about bullshit freaking about everything, everything. <laughs> because motorcycling it's just it, that the motorcycle got you there. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. And now here we are bullshitting about and everything. And it takes you else. to meet so many people with so many different things that are right. totally not in common with you. You know, yeah. and you're like all of a sudden you're learning about new stuff that you never would have like yeah. learned otherwise. Yeah, that's really well, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I feel like I'm I'm beating a dead horse with that, but like um, just to kind of nail home the concept here. Because this is essentially... You yeah, know, we're trying to build this. Uh, uh, yeah, We want to have a, information for people. It's essentially about a, show about, a show about nothing, but the backdrop is motorcycles. Yeah. And guys that don't really... I guess you, you wouldn't call them like a high-level enthusiast. You know, you're like your, your weekend, I own a motorcycle kind of guy. Right, right. This is what you talk about when you're yeah. on a road trip. You know, you talk about your bike. Oh, you know, I noticed that you did this air cleaner. Oh, where do you want to go have a coffee? Where do you want to go have a beer? Burgers. Yeah, Burgers. It's like the, yeah, it's like the adventure. So, yeah, you know? so all that stuff is all a part of that experience. Yeah. And the motorcycle for me, and, I, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, is the, the catalyst right. for what becomes your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like to go to your, your spirituality, you know, we've all been talking about that too. That riding you do with no nothing on you're not listening to something you're in your own head mm-hmm. that's your own personal thing and we all have that same thing yeah it may not be you know whatever the hell you're thinking about is what you're thinking about what i'm thinking about is what i'm thinking about but we all got there from sitting on this motorcycle thing humming between your fucking legs and you're feeling on top of the world yeah and at, at first for me i'm go a little rant here you're scared to death that you might die so when you first ride it you're like you know i'm doing everything perfect i'm doing everything perfect then you start to get comfortable. You get control. You start being like, you know, I'm going to lean a little more now. I'm going to throw that throttle back a little more. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about this recently that I'm, we're spiritual. You're finding all that stuff. But you also want to come back to, all right, let me, let me, I might want to take like a class. I might want to take a motorcycle class or something just to like get my head back to, you could die, dude. Because honestly, I'm getting too comfortable. Like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm no. too comfortable. We just talked about dying and yeah. all that. We, we know, you know, it's a good day to die. Yeah. You're ready. But I don't want to be too comfortable because you're getting too comfortable. You maybe should check yourself. You know, I don't. Did I go weird with that? I shouldn't. I shouldn't no, 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 no. Listen, no, no, I, no. I wanted to get like spiritual, but no. then I also want to be like you don't want to be too blinded by the spirituality of you're still on that bike. You could still die. Well, here's here's the thing that I always used to do. Do you, do you know what a sounding bowl is? Do you know what a sounding bowl? No, I do not. Well, they, I don't, they, I, don't they, I, I believe I believe they use it in like Tibet. Okay. With the, um, it's like a oh. brass bowl, and they and take they and they take like yeah. And it, yes, now I do know. Yes. So, yeah. what I used to do to kind of like center myself and shed the fear of death uh-huh. is I would put my hands on my bars, obviously turn my turn my ignition on, and 
I would listen to the sound of the fuel pump priming. It goes, yeah. By the time it would go through its startup process and stop, I would give it like a like like, like maybe a thirty second pause between priming and hitting the the ignition, and that's how I would get my brain locked in place because you know the way my mind works my mind is like a revolver mm-hmm. so you know if you notice on this show it's very kind of disjointed and we're shifting from topic to topic because of you know i'm going to talk about my adhd a lot because it's a it's a big you know thing, thing in, in in my life and, and how my brain works but my, my my mind is like a fucking revolver mm-hmm. and it's like bam bam topic different topic different topic and you know to to center my my mind so i can focus on not fucking wrecking out i have to like center myself so i so i shed all the fear and and bring in all the focus i take a deep breath and then i hit the starter as soon as the bike thunders to life and starts idling i open my eyes back up and then i'm ready to roll hmm trippy that is trippy yeah i don't know if i do that but i do understand that feeling of like i get too comfortable you zone out too much like you said you zone out and you you may think you fucked up, or and you're almost you about to fuck up. You almost, you almost have to kind of like slap yourself and be like, "Yes, fuck. yeah, like, yeah. No, no, totally, get no, out of I'm, it, get out of it." Right. But I think all of us, that everyone that does ride, even the guy that just rides on the weekend, he gets that little feeling of like, "Man, this is cool. This is good. You're alive. You feel alive." Uh, and that's what motorcycle riding in life is about. No, totally. And th- this would speak directly to circling back to your grandfather. Okay. Right. Anytime you're you're engaged in some type of ritual or traditional culture the rite of passage is is what they would consider an initiatic experience transcending the fear of death Mm -hmm. and not to get all macabre on on our motorcycle show only people who ride understand what that is you know what i mean yeah it could be something else too you could have it but i mean we all do get it from riding right and it doesn't matter what kind of bike the person rides Mm -hmm. the reason why motorcycle guys wave to each other yeah, you know, give the two finger salute, is because you're telling that person that you're on two wheels, I'm on two wheels. We get each other because we've experienced the same yeah. thing. Foul weather, yeah. sketchy riding. I mean, dude, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've either high side or low side of my bike just being, you know, riding way too hard. Mm-hmm. You, you remember that time I put my bike on a ditch? Holy shit! Oof. You have to tell this story, and oh. I'm gonna fill it in. This is the greatest fucking story. And okay. it's the same thing, man. You know, with riding, I'm leading and. I'm just too comfortable right. and it's 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 like I already know the the road it's you yeah. know I'm almost home mm-hmm. and here comes a band and I know I mean I know this that my foot controls were too low and that I couldn't lean my bike too much but at that particular moment I just I decelerate but not enough mm-hmm. and 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 so I'm making the turn and the, my foot controls hit the the, the concrete and it pushes me like back straight. I'm going off the road. So I have to tell this story from my perspective because he obviously could, couldn't see what happened. I'm behind him. Okay. Right? So I know exactly where this is going. He's going too hot into the corner. All right. Give, me, a, give me an idea of speed. What do you think you're at? Like speed-wise? You're he doesn't at. have a speedometer, so he has All no you, idea. You do. So you're well, 50, 45? I, I don't even know. Because, man, you could be scared to death at 25. Because I'm watching you know I mean? him, and I'm not – because okay. it's, a, it's yeah. a hairpin. I'm watching Arturo, so I can't watch my a speedometer. Speed. Yeah, I, so I have you. no idea how fast I'm going. Right. Okay. I just know that he's going too fucking fast. Okay. And I'm behind him. Uh-huh. And I go, this is not going to end well. Uh-oh. Fear. Right? Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm, but but I, here's the thing. I know him. I know me. Yeah. And I go, man, you know, I hope this isn't the day. 
Right. And this is exactly what I'm thinking. So I'm mm-hmm. watching him, and everything is in fucking slow motion. So he goes off the fucking road. Yeah. I've, Literally off the road. I've seen things right? like this. Yeah. His bike hits in a ditch, but it hits square into the ditch. He starts riding in the ditch. The bike, the ditch starts to narrow. The bike fucking stops. Stuck in the ditch vertical, he steps off his bike, <laughs> unfazed. Wow. Un- and it was, dude, it was the most wild thing. I'm like, D-. dude, it was like the power of his will to to not crashed halted his bike. Like it's, yeah. like it's like nature closed in on his bike and kept it upright. She stepped off the crashed bike. And it wasn't like crashed, like fucked up. Yeah. Dude, it didn't fall over, nothing. It was, but it was stuck. Wedged. Then, wedged, wedged. That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. Stand, nothing happened to the bike? Nothing. Just how, how, a couple of scratches on the bottom. On the primary that he mm-hmm. that he sprayed over yeah. like two how, weeks how later. How hard is it to get would to get it out? Well was we it? got lucky because there was this one guy driving in, in, in like a little Jeep and he, you know, he asked, he asked us if we needed help. So yeah. we're like, yeah, man, help us. Totally. And the uh, three of us pulled lift, the bike out Lifted of it up out of the ditch wow. and back on the road. Well, that's awesome. And wow. without breaking a sweat, I'm like, dude, you cool? He's like, yeah, I'm cool. We started his bike back up and we just kept going. All right. That's crazy. Nothing happened to the bike. No bent rim. No nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> dude, I have stories for this, but like we've been talking for so long. I don't want to like. <laughs> Do you got a story? Like crazy? No, I have a crazy story of me, Nikki, and his cousin. And his cousin was leading. He was on, I don't know, a newer fat boy or fat Bob or whatever they call him. And we're all following him. And we're going to some spot in New York. We're in killer roads. It's beautiful, you know. And it was a guardrail and a hairpin left turn. And we're not going fast at all. Like, none of us are. We're just, like, cruising. And he just went into the guardrail. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't really know what he did. I think he, like, just made an error, like, with... He pulled in the clutch and just, I don't know what he did, but the but he just like slid and went like under the guardrail. He was not hurt. The bike was missing like uh, side pegs and like his shifter messed up and shit. Like enough we fucked it and we rigged it so he can get to a dealership. And he actually talked them into taking parts off another bike that was on the floor. Oh, damn. And he, and he bought him like that. I don't know how much he paid for him. I don't know what the whole story was. It took us like an hour or so out of what we were trying to do and change the entire ride, but... It made the trip even cooler. Oh, wow. But that minute, I had never had that much fear. Like, I was like, dude, he could have been, that could have been really fucking bad, man. Like, he could have fucking died. And he didn't. He was completely fine. He was chill as fuck about it. Got right up, stood his bike up, had a little scuff on his knee. He had no problem. But I think, like, there was a a thought in my mind of like, man, dude, that that could have been really bad. Dude, the craziest thing I ever did in my life is Mm. I rode out a fucking tank slapper. You know what that is? Rode out a tank slapper. So when, when you when you go into a corner way too hot mm-hmm. and you goose it and the rear tire lifts and then hits the ground, it it, it, it shake it violently shakes the bike back and forth huh. and it, you could be thrown off the bike. I was I have not had that happen now. Oh my yeah, dude. No, crazy. So when you exit a corner way too hot, mm-hmm. like when you're still leaned over and you whip the throttle like hard mm-hmm. and you, you see MotoGP guys do this shit a lot. Like when when they get all fucking loosey goosey out, out of a turn, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's called a tank slapper. And and uh. what'll happen is the 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 bars will pull like really rock side to side hard, and right. you can't control it. Death and you just you, yeah, it's like a it's like a death rattle, bro. Mm-hmm. And you have to like you just have to fucking not 
get scared, mm-hmm. and the worst thing you can do is tighten up. Is you're tense not supposed up. To, yeah, you're supposed to let go. It'll, it'll just throw you right off. So you just yeah. got to be like loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. When I get into like a precarious situation, mm-hmm. everything goes into slow mo, and everything just goes white, and then it's over, and, I, and I'm fine. I'm just like, ooh, that hmm. was scary. You know, and then you pull over and you just got to check yourself for a minute. You're like, you have to reevaluate life. You're like, man, what the fuck is wrong with me? I got to not do that again. That shit right. is scary. Oh, yeah. totally fucking scary. It is fucking scary. Yeah, no, so I've, di- I've dialed it back. Like, uh, you know, I got a couple of buddies that like, you know, grind hard parts. and like, I, you know, they, they always rib me that, you know, oh, you're right so slow. I was waiting for you. I'm like, yeah, dude, like I don't live and die by grinding hard parts. I try to avoid like I, gr- I you know, I, I can grind a peg with the best of them. But I choose not to. I got a narrow 19-inch, you know, 100 section with stupid tire that they put on every fucking stupid Dyna. Mm-hmm. And they don't corner well because, you know, there's not enough contact patch. And you really can't rail a corner. I mean, there's that one guy, the one holdout that everybody's seen on YouTube, the Canyon Carver guy on the mm-hmm. Dyna. Yeah. yeah. And But even that guy gets sketch villainy and he rides it out, man. Yeah, that's... He's a, he's a legend. Oh, dude. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know his Instagram. Yeah. I just call him the Candy Carver dude. I want him on this fucking show <laughs> because I want to know what goes on in his head when he's riding. Right. Because that, that dude is on some sickness. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's got a fucking death wish. I don't need to do that. I'm good. No, no, no. I can't. <laughs> I don't have the skill set. Right. Dude, he's riding with the Lord. Mm. Like he's getting ready to meet him. The Lord. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's crazy. I, said, I I think we should wrap this up, man. What do you? Yeah, think? I do. This this is definitely a show. <laughs> it's, it's Everybody so cool. satisfied? Yeah. Is there All anything? Right. Oh, we definitely have to have you back on again. You got to come on trips with us so we no, can come absolutely. back and talk about them. Even if they're just like you were saying, the day trips. You got an idea? You no, know? no. He's got some great day trips. You're always, you know, you're always welcome to go yeah. anywhere I'm going. Yeah. Sometimes Arturo doesn't give me the, the 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 best advance notice, which I'm totally fine with. I love it. Yeah. Dude, he calls me up, and he's either going to get a, a, a solid, yeah, I'll be there. Right. And that's just how our lives work, you know? And cool. it's that same kind of same kind of dynamic that me and you have. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk every day, but when right. we do, it's like no time has passed in between the hangouts. Yeah. Nice. So we will definitely go out on a day trip or even like a two-day or three-day. I'm really interested in, in, in this national park thing. Yeah. Do I need to bring comfortable shoes for hiking, or you can hike in boots, or what's the deal? Well, I don't have it all figured out yet, but... Um that's the best I, kind I, of trip. I, I think most importantly, we need to bring just sleeping gear. Yeah, sleeping gear. Yeah, because okay. we're gonna tent do some, or no? We're gonna a tent. Yeah, you got yeah, it. A okay, tent will help. A tent or just a sleeping bag. If you're that crazy. Yeah. Have you done that? The sleeping bag. Like I, no, no, uh, no tent. Just laying on the. Sh- I, I I've done where I bring my tent, but I I fall asleep next to the fire. Oh, just, okay. So I've been there. That'd be cool. Nice. And then I wake up. It's like the fuck. All right. You know. So we definitely have to have you back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, no. There, there's, he's, he, Arturo's going to be a recurring uh, yeah. guest on the show because, it, dude, he... I w- like, we like got to have said, you talking more. I got to get you talking yeah, more. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah, our yeah, fault. We're jumping over you, too. This, this, maybe this is going to be, like, the help I need to, like, open up more. You know what it is? He's very nuanced and very layered. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like, this is the the longest duration of time I've, I've heard him speak. And I'm okay wow. with that because I... I feel like I do. I do enough That's talking cool. for the both. When we go out, I'm I'm like talker guy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everyone knows Mark. Trust me. I'm over the top talker guy, and mm-hmm. I do enough talking for the both of us. So he he doesn't really need to talk all that much. I love it when he does. He's, Once in a while, we'll be talking, man, and he'll just come out with this pearl of wisdom, and I'm like, whoa, man, that is fucking deep. And on that note, you don't need to plan. You just need to plan to ride. I'm Mark Mitchell. I'm Billy Harrison. We'll see you next time.